We've got a lot to do this morning, including a lot of tumult right now, both USC and UCLA football in a panic mode right now. We have that story. we get the latest on Jared Goff's contract extension with the LA Rams organization. Melvin Gordon, no one knows where he's going to be this weekend when the Chargers open up the regular season. Lots of storylines helping us out and breaking down those stories and more is our next guest from the main streets of what is obviously a very tumultuous L.A. County right now, our very good friend Chuck Hayes. Chuck, good morning. Thanks for being with us. Well, Stephen, great to be with you. Yeah, a lot going on. Isn't it great to be out uh, storylines this early in the year? You know, USC opened with Fresno State in the Coliseum. Cincinnati hosted UCLA and uh, Nippert Stadium in, in Ohio and uh, both teams struggle. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Uh, UCLA a little bit more than, than SC. Uh, they do not have a quarterback at UCLA. The quarterback, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, or they call him DTR, came out of Bishop Gorman High School in uh, Las Vegas, a highly recruited player. But, frankly, he looked like a high school kid playing in a, a college offense uh, this past Thursday uh, when they lost to uh, Cincinnati. And I would expect more from a a Chip Kelly team in regards to development of a quarterback. Uh, from USC standpoint, I thought things were a little bit uh, uh, shaky right from the start because on Friday, I believe it was, uh, Graham Harrell, the offensive coordinator, put out a picture of JT Daniels wearing a championship belt or like a WWE thing. And I said uh, to my friend, Coach RBI, broadcast partner, Coach, you're going to bring that to the Coliseum. And sure enough, he walked in. The ESPN crew was following him as they walked through down from the peristyle to midfield, back into the tunnel. And what did they feature? JT Daniels wearing a championship belt. And you know what I thought at that point? I said, things have not changed here. The, the discipline is not there. The, uh, the lack of uh, me, more team, less me, was still a little bit MIA. And uh, they went out and had a good uh, first quarter uh, right before the beginning of the uh, – right midway through the second quarter, right as they were driving. Daniels went down with a season-ending knee injury. Uh, halftime after that, uh, Bells Jones really helped them out uh, with a kickoff return. And uh, Keydon Slovis, the, the true freshman from Arizona, is now the starting quarterback at USC. I want to go back to the USC story in a moment, but I want to focus back for a moment on UCLA. You mentioned uh, the, the, the quarterback who struggled there, uh, a sophomore quarterback under the Chip Kelly system right now. I want to go back to that story for a moment because, look, it's the second year for Chip Kelly there. We have the expectations here of what that innovative offense that he had at Oregon. But let's go back and look at the last several years of Chip Kelly since leaving Oregon. He had that disastrous time trying to run that same kind of offense in the NFL in Philadelphia. Then he had an even more disastrous time trying to run that offense up in San Francisco. Then he takes a couple of years off, becomes a a college football analyst on ESPN networks, I believe it was, then goes back into the college football world, taking over the program at UCLA. And everyone expected that it was just going to be, oh, here we go again with that high-powered, up-tempo offense that he ran up at Oregon. The reality is that the rest of the college football world has caught up, I think, to Chip Kelly. I don't think Chip Kelly's any more innovative than he was before. I think Chip Kelly had far better recruits and far... Oh, I think we just lost... Wow. Here I go. I rip into UCLA football. 
and we just lose Chuck Hayes. Like, I don't know how that happens, but somehow or another, one minute we've got one minute where I, I, I'm trying to break down UCLA football, and the next thing I know, we lose connection on the phone line. Let's try and see if uh, Chuck Hayes is back with us again. Chuck, are you there? Yeah, Chip Kelly did not like you talking no, about his No, apparently not. Way. I know that. Wow. I know that. He has, he has power, buddy. Seriously. Don't, don't doubt the chipster. Wow. Man, that, that, between him and uh, Chris Jenner and uh, <laughs> who's the other one that likes to cut us off? And you know what? I did not, I did not move from the uh, point of placement of where this call initiated. So uh, that's karma there, buddy. And no, I, so, I just you know, – I talk, was – you know I was what? all prepared you? to just rip into Chip Kelly and now he's just no good and that maybe the game's passed him by and the next thing you know, the 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 sleight of hand of Chip Kelly just comes in and takes over. You know, that's the funny thing because uh, whenever you wanted to screw up a team on the road, you'd have problems with your headsets and that's exactly what happened. Wow. Uh, you had to take all your headsets off, but okay, so yeah, the uh, Right, Steven, so, it's not. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty in two weeks. Oklahoma's coming in. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be name your score. All right, let's go to USC now. How? I mean, obviously, look, it's a dramatic difference now between JT Daniels and Kelly Slovis. Is that his name? No, Keenan. Keenan. D O N. That's fine. Whatever. Keen- it, does, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. His name could be Chuck Hayes. It doesn't matter uh, because that season is over because Keaton Slovis or Kevin Slovis or Slovis, whatever the hell his name is, is going to get his ass kicked this weekend when he starts against the Stanford defense. But this isn't on Clay Helton, but unfortunately it's going to end up on Clay Helton when all this is over with. But it is. You don't understand that they ran Jack Sears off. Right. Jack Sears is a, is a good player. He's a perfect guy to come in and be a gamer and run that offense. And, and let me tell you, the first thing that Chip, uh, that, yeah, Chip you got Chip on my mind, Clay <laughs> Helton said at his presser, you know, practices are closed. So now, you know, the only time you get a chance to talk is that uh, he comes out and he says, you know, our, both of our quarterbacks were great today. Well, Matt Fink uh, out of Glendora has really improved. And I can tell you this, if something happens to Slovis, they are in good hands with Matt Fink. He'll be wearing jersey number 19. He's a rangy 6'3", about 200 pounds. Uh, he can run. He runs probably about 4'5", four, 4'6". Four, uh, stronger arm than anyone might know. But Swobus is a talent, but right now he should be redshirting, Steven. That was the situation. They came in. They gave him equal reps in the spring as a kid that was just graduating from high school. And so, you know, that's what got Jack Sears because – he felt he was competing for the job. They said all four quarterbacks are competing for the job. So this is a Graham Harrell, Clay Helton uh, situation. And if it doesn't turn out well, people are going to be pointing the finger and go, well, why didn't you play Jack Sears? You can hear uh, Chuck Hayes along with uh, Coach Harvey Hyde on the USC Trojan Football Report every weekend at uh, 7.20 a.m., 101.5 FM out in La- out in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. You can hear that show uh, every Saturday, and uh, make sure to check that out uh, at kdwn.com. We appreciate Chuck Hayes' time on the program this morning. All right, so what do you think happens this weekend, USC, with this new quarterback going up against Stanford this weekend? Well, Stanford's not exactly in the uh, pole position either. Uh, they've lost their quarterback because of a uh, really strange hit. 
against Northwestern. So they'll be starting to back up. Their left tackle is not, is out. Uh, their running game is not at the level. But, again, uh, we're going to see who, who makes the fewest mistakes. You know, USC had several monumental mistakes that cost them scores and had uh, big plays brought back. And that's the thing they have to overcome. And one of the things that you know, if you're a defensive coordinator playing against a young quarterback, team speed. Uh, Fresno State was not the level of talent that uh, I remember when we competed against them back when I was at Long Beach and then you know, when Coach Hyde competed at, at UNLV. The likes of Lorenzo Neal and Trent Dilfer and David Carr and Derek Carr and Marquez Pope and Stephen Baker, uh, Henry Eller, that was not the team that played USC Saturday. And uh, they had everything and anything for SC, and it came down to an interception late in the game that uh, USC was on their heels. So uh, Stanford should be a little bit more mature, should be a little more talented. And uh, I can't wait, Stephen. I, you know, this is what makes it fun. Uh, you, you watch these players develop. SC has a lot of great athletes. They've got great receivers. I'm telling you right now, Stephen, had I been a quarterback and I could play with Tyler Vaughn's, Amal Ron St. Brown, Michael Pittman, Deion Williams, uh, man, I tell you what, you just throw it up there. Tyler Vaughn's, you know, and I'm not going to go all analytics on you, but just picture this. Picture a player about 6'3", 6'4", cruising down the sideline at the Coliseum, you throw the ball up, and he has what is called a great catch radius. Just draw a circle around an area, and if you put that ball anywhere near there, Tyler Vaughn's is making that play. So there you go, Stephen. I, I brought analytics to wow. uh, the year 2019. Very impressed. Uh, Chuck Kaye is joining us here on the show. Let's turn it over to a couple of storylines with the pro football teams in Los Angeles. Start things out with the Rams, who obviously have made Jared Goff a very rich man, uh, signing a long-term contract extension with the Rams. Obviously, the big question for the Rams is they go into their home opener, uh, their their season opener this weekend, uh, is going to be the health of Todd Gurley going forward. The Rams are going to open this weekend. Uh, They're going to be taking on... I had it here a second ago. Now I'm looking through it. Is they're going to be on, they're on the road to the Carolina yeah, Panthers? It's going to be raining, right. Stephen. Yeah, it's going to be raining. The hurricane is right off the coast right now, coming through Carolina. So it'll be interesting to see travel-wise. I mean, we're at Thursday right now. Uh, normally, they fly out either Friday or Saturday. They have to be in the uh, on the ground uh, within 24 hours of kickoff. So we'll see how that goes. If that hurricane has any effect, but let me tell you, Stephen. Todd Gurley is a question mark. But Jared Goff, again, this will have ripple effects around the league. You wonder why the Rams at this time did this. I've heard people that know the business of sport saying the best thing to do is to tie him up now because ultimately the costs are going to go up. How much more can it go up if he's getting $110 million guaranteed? I, I don't see it. He's a fine player. Don't get me wrong. But he, you look around the league, and you and you look at the number of quarterbacks, and do you say that that Jared Goff is in the in the upper echelon? Is he in the top ten? I, I don't know, and I'm not trying to be hypercritical because he got paid. Congratulations to any athlete. But after watching Hard Knocks and the season finale, it started to look a little bit around in regards to leadership and skill set. And if Gurley's not the guy, can Goff shoulder this? All right, but if Goff turns out not to be the guy, 
And that's a diff. I mean, you, you said it a moment ago. We don't know. We know he got paid like a top five, top ten guy. But if he's not, is that on Jared Goff or is that on Sean McVay? Because don't forget, it was Sean McVay who was billed as this quarterback whisperer. It was Sean McVay who was brought in to be this sort of offensive innovator. Is it on Jared Goff? It's so much as, as, as it would be, I believe, a little bit also has to be held to the responsibility of head coach Sean McVay. Well, they chose him, and, and you know, if you go back and you put certain game films on, uh, two years ago against the Dallas Cowboys on the road, he was spectacular. Uh, last year on Monday night in the Coliseum with that shootout with Patrick Mahomes, he was phenomenal. Uh, I've seen him make some really great throws, but at some other times, he just looks very pedestrian, and he's very quiet. He's not a rough-and-tumble guy. He can't get outside the pocket and make a play for, for you. So, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm trying to – my goal this year, Stephen, is to not be critical about players but more celebrate the excellence that is football, but that will last about two weeks. <laughs> Let's get to the that's L.A. Because, that's, because I, that's because I'm talking with you and, you know, your positivity just reeks through the phone line. Hey, no, did you hear um, – I mean, I, I'm – I, I'm very excited about this NFL season. Did you hear who else was very excited about this pro football season getting started? I don't know if you heard the press conference clip yesterday. Uh, master of excitement and obviously, you know, the voice of happiness. Uh, New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick was asked yesterday at the final press conference before the regular season opener this weekend. They have Sunday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bill Belichick was asked by a reporter if he was excited for the season opener. Here's Bill Belichick's response. After all these years, you still get excited for the, for the opening night? Yeah, I like football. I like football season and all the things that go with it. That's Bill Belichick. That, that's him mustering up all the enthusiasm he can get. Let me ask you, do you think Bill Belichick, when he gets his check, <laughs> does he go to the bank or local Patriot Credit Union and cash the check and they give him hundreds? Or does he get direct deposit? Oh, no, he's direct and deposit. And he never sees the no. cash. No, he's direct deposit. You, you all think the way. so? Oh, absolutely. But I, 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 I can just see Bill sitting in his office. <laughs> Looking at his game plan, counting his paycheck. Can't you see that, Steven? Oh, no, no, I, I see him. I see him as the stoic guy. He goes home. He still writes checks. Like, he doesn't do anything electronic. He doesn't have anything that's already, you know, prepaid or, you know, the bill. Well, that's what I'm saying, that he's not direct deposit, then, if he's that way. Oh, no, no, he's direct deposit because he wants so little interaction with anything. He doesn't want to do anything except concentrate on, you know, no, he has his, he has his favorite teller. Don't get don't get me wrong. He likes he likes consistency, buddy. Melvin Gordon. <laughs> Melvin Gordon. He's not going to start this weekend for the L.A. Chargers. The Chargers are going to be on the road this weekend. I'm sorry. The Chargers are going to be at home this weekend taking on the Indianapolis Colts. So that'll, get, that'll be the game. In, that's the Indianapolis game you were asking me about off the air. The Chargers are going to be at home taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Give me your sense on where this uh, holdout is right now with Melvin Gordon. Can I tell you something that no one in L.A. knows that? Tell me. Well, you're talking to me, right? Right. I live in Los Angeles. Nobody knows in L.A. that Melvin Gordon's holding out? Or that the Chargers no, are at home? The, the, the Indianapolis Colts are coming to Carson, California. <laughs> no, wonder, no wonder Andrew Luck retired. No, no. Not, no, I love, I love Carson. Don't get me wrong. Carson Street is a major thoroughfare for me. And I do, I do not have the emotional, uh, uh, how can I say it, 
feeling that when I drive when I drive past the ninety one and come off that uh, that interchange uh, uh, to to one ten south that I can see where the Chargers play. It doesn't give me the fuzzy that warm fuzzy that I get when I drive by the Memorial Coliseum. You know, Chuck, there's no wanna, there. So. I just want to interrupt for a moment, if I may. I know that Chuck is doing a really good job representing L.A. County and being like an unofficial member of the Chamber of Commerce. The city of Carson is a crab hole, okay? That's a sewer. Oh, no, no, don't do that, Stephen. We cannot do that, Stephen. The city of Carson is a sewer. I know a lot of hardworking people in there that do great work. It's a dump. Hey, Stephen, the blimp lives there? Come on. It's a dump. How bad can it be if the blimp lives there? Do you? Does it matter that the does any does anybody live near the blimp? No, you know what's you know what's you know what's in the city of Carson? It's a lot. It, it is essentially what is it? It's the city of Industry West. That's all it is. It's okay. A dump. Well, there you know, it's money, man. It's money, and you know, great high school athletes have come out of Carson. That's fantastic. You know, Vin, great high Vin school Ferragamo, athletes have come out Vin of Carson. Vince Ferragamo is from Carson. Freeman McNeil is from concert, uh, from uh, Carson. Spike Come Lee on, is from Steven. Harlem. Doesn't doesn't make Harlem any less a crap hole. That's in New York. We're not talking that. We're it's talking. The same, don't, it's don't essentially that, the you, same thing. Don't give me that. Don't give me that East Coast bias, there, buddy. You're talking <laughs> West Coast. <laughs> West Side. That's our Chuck Hayes uh, <laughs> representing the gangsters here on Fox AM thirteen four. There you go. There you go. And we wrap up the regular season in NASCAR oh, this up. week. I see, I see what you did there, Stephen. We wrap up. You like that? You like that? We switch. Hey, we wrap. Let me give you a, let me give you a NASCAR a NASCAR insight. Right. There's going to be a new show on Netflix where Kevin James plays the crew chief of a NASCAR team that is owned by the daughter who inherited the team from her late father. Sounds like a pretty interesting storyline. Don't know if I'll ever see it, but uh, uh, Indianapolis this weekend, the, the Brickyard, they moved that race uh, to kick off the, uh, the second part, you know, getting into the chase. And I just wonder how many folks will be in Indianapolis this weekend. I just wonder how many people are going to watch it, considering the NFL's opening weekend is going on. I don't disagree. It's just a natural thing, racing and, and competition, and it always becomes tough. Now, let me say, Eric Jones won the Southern 500 on uh, on a real late Saturday night uh, because of rain delay. A tremendous race. Kyle Busch was second. Again, the storylines are what will happen to Jimmy Johnson and, and if he doesn't make the playoffs. Good stuff, as always, Chuck Hayes. Follow him on Twitter at C-A-H-Ironman7. And don't forget, you can also hear Chuck Hayes as part of the uh, the crew on the USC Trojan Insider Report, heard every Saturday night, 9 p.m. Uh, Las Vegas time on KDWN Radio in Las Vegas, Nevada. Chuck, as always, a pleasure. We appreciate your time very, very much this morning. Uh, lots of great stuff happening this weekend. My favorite college football matchup of the weekend is going to be a real Really good SEC Big 12 battle. Texas taking on LSU. It's going to be heard right here on Fox Saturday night. That's going to be a good one. Huge weekend for College of Pro Football. Should be a lot of fun. All right, Stephen. Thanks for the pub. I appreciate it. Appreciate it very much. Have a good weekend. That's Chuck Hayes joining us here on the show. Quick timeout right now. Much, much more when we come back. Stay tuned. National scoreboard news and weather all coming up during the break. 